Oh, the introduction presentation. Yes, that might actually be helpful this time. That exists. Yeah, okay, yeah. We haven't even fully introduced anyone yet because of the hilariously low membership. It's 11.30 so, on a Wednesday at Fairview. See, uh, Many students are eating lunch in the library or off campus down at King Supers. But a couple of unique students are spending their time doing something else. This club is ideally supposed to be a, uh, a, lit a socialist forum for people who are vaguely left to extremely left to, uh, to discuss various political, philosophical, and social issues. If you're a socialist because it's cool, you're, stay you're welcome to stay, but this club is more big brain than that. We are very big brain scientific Marxists. Yes. My freshman government teacher once told me that socialism is a political system worked towards by the young and exploited by the old. At least, I think that's what he said. Freshman year was a long time ago. What's for certain is that for a country built on independence and personal liberty, corporations and private organizations have an enormous amount of control over our daily lives. You can sort of see why kids in Gen Z, growing up in the evolving catastrophes of climate and healthcare crises, and in the midst of the increasing political polarization of world issues, would want to change some of that. So what is it exactly that draws teens of our generation to socialism? Is it the idea of community? The history of rebellion and revolution? Or is it something else? Luckily, we had the opportunity to answer that question, at least partially. This episode, the story of the handful of members of Fairview's Socialist Club. Who they are, what they want to change, and why they do what they do. From FHS Publications and the Royal Banner, this is The Night Show. When we first walked into the Socialist Club meeting, bread was laid out on a desk, pink lemonade on another, and members gathered around the room, chatting and scribbling on the whiteboard, waiting for the meeting to start. Yeah, have a cup of lemonade and maybe bread if you want. Okay. A few people grab some bread, and with that... Okay, so yeah, let's go ahead and call things to order. Okay. Things were called to order and the three members began to chat enthusiastically about the club's purpose to the other four members in the room. They began with a presentation on what the Socialist Club was, and what it wasn't. Finally, this is not a National Socialist Party. When we, we mean socialism, we mean leftist socialism. If you are a National Socialist, please act civilly and calmly in all situations. Unfortunately, we are not allowed to ban any Nazis. So. The presenters were the leaders and founders of the club. Um, my name is Leo. Leo? Yes. What's your last name? Uh, G.E. Uh, I'm Daniel Guerrero. I am uh, technically one of the leaders of the Socialist Club. I'm Vadim Vdensky, one of the leaders of the Socialist Club. The three sophomores were close friends before creating the organization. They got the idea to start the club after beginning, and this is a little hard to follow, a daily socialist newsletter to each other. The newsletter, mostly just an extremely long and formal email exchange, continued for a year and a half. Let's talk more about this newsletter that you started last year. Tell us uh, the reason why it got started. I don't even know why it got started so much. Uh, I think, well, first of all, I didn't start it. It was uh, Leo, I believe, who started it. And 
not sure specifically which event started it, but at some point we just decided uh, with a group of friends who were all uh, more or less socialists, and we decided to correspond through email about uh, our ideas about the news. I actually have, I don't know how many emails there are in the newsletter, but uh, I don't know, several dozen. So this is the uh, latest one, uh, Leaving Things Be. And this is, uh, I think it, Leo wrote this. Activism is a good thing. However, there's only always the concept of too much of a good thing. Too much activism usually exists in the form of overextension, in which someone tries to significantly too hard to affect other people. Armed with nothing but a passion for socialism and a desire to see change in America, Leo, Vadim, and Daniel started the basics of the Socialist Club. It had two main goals. The first, to provide a place to discuss socialism in an open setting, and the second, to organize peaceful, civilized dissent. One of the ideas we had was to um, write a letter to General Motors in support of the uh, United Auto Workers strike. Uh, I think that would be an example of organized uh, civil dissent. Definitely uh, changing minds, first of all. And uh, I mean, second of all, we want to uh, help workers, for example, at the UAW strike. What we're doing, uh, we're writing the letter. We think that we can help change the uh, minds of the directors of GM and not close plans or give higher wages to their workers. The idea of an organization like this is really intriguing, but when we taped one of the club's meetings, attendance was a little bit lacking. Only four new members showed up. The fact remains that your organization as it stands has very few members. I think when we went there, it had, there were seven people in the room. Yeah, which was the highest number we've ever had. So, yeah, it, it does. Um, certainly, this stigma is hurting our membership. Um, like, I, one of the posters I have up is just a bunch of um, fig, like popular figures that um, were socialists, uh, that we can actually prove were socialists. And even still, people don't believe it. Uh, so they'll like write a couple more names on there to try and try and get us like a uh, Vladimir Putin, which is um not even close to what socialism is in any definition. Uh, he's just a Russian authoritarian. So that seems to show kind of how people tend to think of the club. What stood out to me during the interviews was each member's fixation and clear understanding of the political ideology they advocated for. Although there were few members, each had clearly given real thought to the specific approaches they took to tackle various issues and to socialism as a whole. Vadim had a particularly compelling story. In fact, his family emigrated from the Soviet Union to the United States, and he draws much of his enthusiasm for the subject from his upbringing. How do you think you found this political ideology? Well, I think it's uh, rather interesting, but I mean, my parents both grew up in the Soviet Union, and their parents also grew up in the Soviet Union. So uh, they would talk about it. And uh, I think at some point, uh, that was nine, so this is a long time ago, uh, my mom found a documentary about Vladimir Lenin, who was obviously the uh, Russian communist revolutionary. And I got interested in that. Uh, could you tell me why your parents decided to emigrate to the United States? The Soviet Union collapses when it turns out that for aren't all of these consumer products, then obviously the economy collapses and uh, there was a lot of crime at that time and all the uh, different satellite states were splitting off. 
So at that point, first of all, the borders open, so there's a whole bunch of opportunity to go to richer places, and life in the Soviet Union isn't very good, and uh, and the Russian Federation also not very good. So, uh, and again, I think at that point, it was just moving from a country with a bad economy to one with a good one. The 1990s were a very good time for the U.S. economy. Even though the club leaders take influence from their backgrounds, it's safe to say that their families are not wholly on board with their political beliefs. Do you think your parents agree with your political ideology? No. Um, they are definitely a lot more moderate. Uh, they're more social democrats. They don't necessarily uh, they don't necessarily care too much about workers' co-ops as an idea. Uh, like, they're fine with them, but uh, they don't think that, that should kind of replace traditional businesses. This was a pretty resounding feeling among the members of the club. What's clear is, no matter which of these students you speak to, they all have a clear conviction for socialism. To them, it can be the catalyst for resolutions to some of the biggest socio-political conflicts of our generation. The Socialist Club is still in its infancy, but it has ambitious goals, and its founders have big ideas. So the most important thing I think about socialism and about the club is that in order to uh, improve your own economic situation and to improve the economic situation of others, uh, you do have to take things into your own hands and do uh, take action. The producer of this episode and audio editor of the Royal Banner is Maya Penuel. The music used in this episode was composed by DJ Williams and Vlad Kuhujuklu. And the executive producer of the night show is yours truly, Henry Larson. Thanks for listening, and good night.